It's uh, so a chapter regarding the virtue of the first row in the masjid and the completion of the front rows first and the straightening uh, uh, of, the, of the rows and the uh, closing of gaps uh, in between them. And Sayyidina Jabir ibn Samurata radiallahu ta'ala anhu قال خرج علينا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال ألا تصفون كما تصف كما تصف الملائكة عند ربها فقلنا يا رسول الله وكيف تصف الملائكة عند ربها قال يتمون الصفوف الأول ويتراسون في الصف رواه مسلم سيدنا جابر بن سمرة رضي الله تعالى عنه نريت uh, that uh, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa came out to us, uh, as was his habit sallallahu alayhi wa that his masjid uh, was surrounded by rooms. And uh, those rooms opened one door to the outside and one door into the masjid. And uh, he sallallahu alayhi wa had no uh, room of his own. Rather, those rooms were allotted to the different azwaj mutahharat, radiyallahu ta'ala anhunna wa alayhi salam uh, uh, and so the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the the wife he was staying with that day, uh, he would come out uh, from the door and he would uh, 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 enter the masjid. So he came out from one of those doors one day, and he asked his companions, radiyallahu taala anhum, "Will you not uh, form ranks in the same way that the angels form ranks uh, uh, with their Lord?" And the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, as narrated by Jabir bin Samura radiallahu anhu, uh, they asked, O Messenger of Allah, and how do the angels uh, uh, array their ranks uh, with the Lord? And uh, he said, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that they fill the first ranks and then they close the gaps uh, uh, within the ranks that they're in. Uh, and it's a hadith narrated by Muslim. Uh, and so you see a couple of things. One is that the, the salat is uh, uh, an act of worship. It's an act of ibadah. One of the meanings of ibadah is, is what? That it's not something that's known what the reason it is, the way it is. Rather, uh, 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 it's transmitted. The person who made mushahada, who witnessed the, the, the acts of worship is the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And they're transmitted to us. So they're not known through a person's own reasoning and their own logic uh, in the issue. Rather, uh, uh, what the benefit of them is and what the way that they're performed is only known through, uh, through naql and through riwayah, through uh, 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 transmission and, uh, 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 and through uh, passing, being passed down through the, the chain of narration. So the idea is here that the salat itself is something that's performed by the angels and the people perform it as well. And the way the angels do it is the way that the people, uh, uh, the way the people do it so that the people can benefit like the way that the angels benefit. And that's not known because you can't see the angels yourself. It's not known except for through, except for through transmission. 
And uh, uh, so this is a, a jawab and it's an answer to uh, those people who, when you tell them things like, oh, how do I take off my socks and wash them in the sink at work? Or how do I pay, uh, you know, in this situation or that situation? You know, and we, you know, you know, we can't do it like the old days, etc., etc. This has nothing to do with the old days. This has nothing to do with Arabia. This has nothing to do with the, uh, uh, with the uh, whatever seventh century uh, uh, of the uh, of the common era or the first century of the Hijri era. It has nothing to do with any of those things. This has to do with something uh, that is a reality. It transcends this universe. It transcends. Uh, uh, time and space it transcends uh, uh, the Saba'a Samawat and the Arsh Azim the angels conform to it and the people if they want to benefit they have to conform to it if they don't conform to it uh, then you're just making a fool out of yourself uh, 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 making these movements in the day and you're wasting your time so the Sahaba radiallahu anhum they understood that Right? This is not a dars of a fiqh, right? The dars of fiqh will tell you what the details are. How do you do this? How do you do that? How do you do whatever? This is telling you what? This is telling you what the spiritual reality of the, of the salat is. Is that it's an act of worship that is uh, uh, done by the angels so that they can receive madad and they can receive uh, 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 the divine aid uh, uh, and support from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so that it comes down on their, uh, uh, on their bodies and on their minds and on their hearts. Uh, and so the Ummah does the same as well. So Sahaba radiallahu anhum didn't complain about the time and age or the angels are, you know, they speak Syriac and we speak Arabic or whatever uh, Ajibiani uh, types of things people can think of if, if they want to think of stuff, which is exactly what the people of Banu Israel did when their facade came. Unless the person say, oh, look, you know, uh, uh, we're being anti-Semitic right now. It's not about anti-Semitism. First of all, other than the obvious fact that Arabic is also a Semitic language, but it has nothing to do with saying bad about the Yahud. The reason that the, 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 the Yahud are mentioned in the Qur'an uh, and the Nasara are mentioned in their Qur'an, their inhiraf, their deviance from the, the, the path of Haq, it's not in order to say bad about them. They're human beings like we're human beings as well. Rather, the mentioning of their inhiraf is understood through the prism of a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ that you'll follow the people who came before you, uh, 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 hands breadth for hands breadth to the point where if they went into a lizard hole, you would have gone into the lizard hole with them as well. And so this is exactly what, what happens if you read the, if you read the Torah uh, uh, and you read the, uh, 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 the Hebrew Bible, that the, the Munharif people of Banu Israel, they would do that, they would ask, uh, or, or try to make excuses with regards to the hukum of Allah Ta'ala. The point is, is that the, the hukum of Allah, the commandment of the Lord comes through revelation uh, in order to uh, uh, in order to teach him what he doesn't know. So if you try to put your own logic and rationality and reasoning into it, uh, uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's, like, it's like somebody gave you a... Um, you know, somebody gave you like a gallon of, of orange juice and you try to, you know... Uh, Say, oh, I want more orange juice, so I'm going to mix water with it. Or I'm going to mix, mix gasoline with it. It just doesn't work. Your, uh, your idea about it is, is completely uh, incongruent to what the reality of the thing is. So the Sahaba weren't, weren't like that. Uh, rather, they wanted to know how is it that the angels pray so that we can also receive, that, uh, receive the madad that the angels receive. Uh, and so the Prophet said that, that they... Uh, Complete the first the first saf first, and then they close the gaps uh, in, in that in that first saf. They complete the first rank first, and then they complete the gaps in that rank. 
And this is something, this is a very like deep reality that the entire universe, it underpins the entire universe to the point where even if you look at the, 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 the way that the electrons uh, 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 cloud around the nucleus, which uh, I guess in the old days people used to think of it like planets orbiting a sun, but unfortunately at that small level things don't behave the way that they behave on the macroscopic level. But the idea is that there are literally there are orbitals. The first orbital is filled up first, then the next one, then the next one. If there's disruption, you inject some sort of like free energy into the system. What will happen is that energy will be absorbed by the by the electrons and they'll jump out to high, higher orbitals. And at the first opportunity, they'll jump back down into lower ones and they'll release the energy again. Uh, but the natural order of things is what? Everything, every the first stuff is filled first in, in a pair, and then and you know like the s orbital and the p orbital, etc. Going through going through all of these uh, uh, all of these different uh, uh, level, levels and layers, everything is filled in order. The entire universe is filled in order. The entire universe uh, uh, works on some type of order. The animals, the plants, the trees, everything, there's an order. When something happens, there's a predictable set of outcomes. The only thing that's, that, that seems to be uh, uh, have somewhat of a long tether, not exempt, but has somewhat of a long tether when it comes to these, these matters is what is insan. And so the insan who wishes to uh, uh, not be lost in the creation, <coughs> also Allah Ta'ala gave uh, that insan a way of what? Of worshipping and receiving madad by coming back into the order, not by, by protesting against it or, or, or trying to run away from it. Um, and so this whole idea of protesting the order or running away from the order, this is like, this is, you know, because the thing is people think, what's the big deal? Why all these stupid Muslims? Like, look, the whole world has gone by and there's nuclear weapons and there's, you know, iPhones and Facebook and these guys are still talking about how to make the, the stuff straight. Uh, uh, the fact of the matter is that these are two very uh, diametrically opposed uh, philosophies of how to think about life. If you're a person who wishes to, uh, to know what the order is and benefit from it, uh, that's one philosophy. And if you're a person who wishes to boycott the order and to run away from it, that's a very different philosophy. That's, that's shaitan's philosophy. I'm not going to make sajda. I'm not going to whatever this you know, uh, you know, creation, this plan you have for it. I'm going to try to muck it up as much as I can. And there are Satan worshippers. There are always Satan worshippers. A person thinks a Satan worshipper is someone who's like evil and wants to whatever. No, they have children as well. They have families as well. They, they get happy as well. They cry when they're sad. You poke them, they bleed, you know, like all of these things. But what is it? It's a philosophical difference. And it, it leads to complete facade. It leads to selfishness. It leads to, it leads to individualism. It leads to isolation. And ultimately it leads to the hellfire. Uh, uh, and so, but there are people who they have either in whole or in part, they've adopted that, that aqidah of not wanting to conform to the order. So why is it that a man has to marry a woman? Why is it that I have to be one of two biological genders? Why is it that I have to, you know, play fair with other people and, and not have, you know, not abuse my privilege? Why is it that, uh, you know, uh, if I want to do something that I can't do, why? There's order it's because of the order, the desire to see the order in the universe. This is this is a a, a desire which is in line with that of the angels, and the uh, desire to uh, uh, break free from the order, and to uh, uh, embrace uh, the chaos, uh, uh, and, and to see in it creativity and goodness, and and to see in it some sort of freedom uh, from oppression. Uh, that is that is what that is the satanic uh, uh, worldview. From an usuli perspective, it has nothing to do with like sacrificing children and drinking their blood or whatever.
You understand what I'm saying? It has nothing to do with that. What is it? It is a basic breakdown in order, the rebellion against order, the distrust of order, the hatred of order. And uh, 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 it will lead, ultimately, it will lead to all sorts of horrible things. It's not a way you're going to be successful in this world or in the hereafter. In the hereafter, it leads to the hellfire. And in this world, it will lead to uh, chaos and it will lead to suffering and it will lead to misery. Uh, 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 but uh, uh, but it, it's it's a it's a way of thinking about things, and, and so there's there's a lot of like you know like uh, uh, sat- Satanism light that floats around both in the uh, community Muslim community and the non-Muslim community. It's not part of Islam, but Muslims as a people are un- are not uh, immune to the, the you know immune to evil, as unfortunately we found out. And the Hadith of the Prophet ﷺ proves that. In fact, if anything, these uh, uh, small things, habits we picked up, pick up with regards to the Salat and with regards to fasting, and with regards to hearing the Mubarak Hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, reciting the Quran with Tajweed, all of these things, uh, they preserve in us. Uh, a sort of respect and love of order, uh, uh, and uh, other people they uh, uh, you know they don't have those things, and so they don't know what the sweetness of order is. In fact, there's entire civilizations right now. They're musaitir. They're they're completely uh, uh, you know they they have suzerainty over the world, and they don't like order. They dislike order. They hate order. Why? Because order was abused on them. So you have a pope who's the infallible, like whatever, uh, uh, infall- infallible representative of God in the earth. And he's doing weird things like marrying his daughter or like pilfering money or selling indulgences for sins uh, uh, and, and other, types of, uh, uh, other types of messed up things. Those sins are worse than just committing the sins themselves. Why? Because you're sinning them and you're tacking them. You're tacking them onto order. You're making people hate order. And if a person hates order, then what's the highest, what's the highest order in, in the universe? It's Allah Ta'ala Himself. Allah Ta'ala is the perfection that every created thing can never have, but it strives for. Allah Ta'ala is the, 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 the only force in the universe that can dissipate chaos. Otherwise, the entire created world spontaneously moves toward chaos. This is a physical property of the world. You never see, uh, you never shake a, a bottle of salt water and then find salt on one side and water on the other. It all gets mixed up. It always works the other way around. You never, you never take a baseball bat to, to broken glass and hit it and it becomes a, a jug or a pitcher. Rather, you take a baseball bat to the jug or the pitcher and it shatters it. There's like all kind of weird YouTube videos. People who have like, you know, uh, too much time on their hands in internet connections. Uh, like uh, like uh, shamefully sometimes me. Uh, uh, you see that like uh, if, you, if you watch, like, like you can have a panel of glass like whatever, like 10 yards long. Right. If you if you if you if you take a like pliers, like pliers, and just squeeze it enough to to crack it on one side, the crack will 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 shatter the entire glass. It'll run through the entire glass at like Mach six. Right. I mean, it literally, will will go faster than like a supersonic jet. That's how ready everything is to break into pieces in this universe. The no matter can be created, nor can it be destroyed. Everything spontaneously moves toward chaos. Yet all this order all around us. This itself is a proof that Allah Ta'ala exists. Everything spontaneously moves toward chaos, yet the most complicated of things, they exist. And they float around around us. To the point where we're like physically very complicated, chemically very complicated. And also we can think about things in abstract and talk about about 
order and chaos, whereas like dumb matter, literally like weird, like beta decay, like literally atoms are falling apart. If you live long enough, you'll watch every atom that exists, it will fall apart. Every star that exists, it will burn and it will collapse. The entire universe, there's no reason that the entire universe shouldn't all be like some dense soup of like matter, like that's so dense, a teaspoon of it is like uh, uh, more massive than the entire sun. But yet we see order everywhere. Allah Ta'ala is the, 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 the ultimate manifestation of order. The person who hates order, that person uh, 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 will logically hate Allah Ta'ala. Why? Because he is the... He's the origin of, of order in the world and the guardian and the protector of order in existence. Without him, there's no, there's nothing that can make order. Everything, Everything in the creation is, is perishing. It's decaying. It's falling apart. It's going to literally evaporate. It's going to go away. Uh, and the only thing that will be left is the face of your Lord, possessed of, uh, of majesty and of, of honor. Uh, uh, and so this is, these are like simple things People don't understand what they are So they may go through their entire life there people, I've seen Like I've seen Masajid in Muslim countries before uh, They don't even partic- You know they, 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 they will wait for the Imam If he's late And be very angry Why? Because none of them even bother to learn the Fatiha There are Muslims like that They'll live and die like that as well uh, because of some some other their forefathers' sacrifices or whatever the du'as of the the awliya and the sahaba radiyallahu anhum and the mashayikh etc that uh, that they now hang on to these rituals and they have no idea what the meaning of them is there are people like that but how much better would it be if if you're going to go ahead and actually pray and fast and do all of these things that you actually understand what the what the point of them is what the, what the meaning is so the prophet sallallahu alaihi took the 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 the, the straightness and the the the, the uh, uh, the tightness of the, the, the sufuf very seriously. Uh, and so this is also one of the teachings of the wahi, that in order to make your uh, salat conformant to the salat of the angels, you have to uh, close the, the, the ranks like that. Just like, uh, you know, an atom doesn't have, <coughs> doesn't have uh, 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 electrons, uh, you know, dancing around God knows how far away. Uh, just like that, the, the sufuf and the salat also have to be in order. Um, and this is a, an opportunity that we have, that we're exiles in this, in this land, uh, in this earth, uh, from our homeland. This is an opportunity that we have to uh, establish that order again. And you see that actually the sufuf are not actually straight lines. They're circles. They're all concentric circles. They start from the Masjid al-Haram itself and they go out like that. Just like the planets orbit around the, 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 the sun. Uh, and just like, uh, and so even the planets, their their orbits are so uh, regular, right? First of all, all the planets that that at least we know of, their their orbit is 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 in the same plane. They're all they're all they all share one plane, which means that what the matter is all the same. The matter that the sun is made of and the matter that the planets are made of, they're the same mass that got broken apart somehow. Why? Because their their orbits are all in the same plane. Secondly, uh, uh, you see that they're circular. The further planets out, like Neptune has a, Neptune and Pluto have a very erra, erratic, uh, with a, a very erratic uh, 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 orbit, meaning their orbits actually cross one another. So there are times in the in the in the Neptunian and Neptunian and, and, and uh, Plutonian year that 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 uh, Neptune is actually cl- uh, further from the sun than Pluto is. What's the problem with that? What's going to happen eventually, unless they're Completely synchronized. What's going to happen eventually? They're going to crash. They're going to collide with one another. This is actually a theory. This is a theory about like the weird, like uh, uh, cyclical extinction, 
uh, extinction uh, uh, um, episodes that happen that there maybe there's some uh, planet that has such an erratic orbit that it goes out and gets all the gunk from all the outer like uh, uh, regions when it's far away. And then after so many millions of years, when it comes back around, it will bring all that junk with it and, and destroy the... Uh, uh, destroy the uh, uh, you know destroy whatever lights life is there on the earth. Allah Allah knows best. You know if there's any 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 correctness to that or not. And like before, all of our like physicists and astronomers and like geologists and paleontologists, whatever, jumped down my throat. Okay, I'm a Moldy Sab. Okay, fine. If you want to know more about it, go ask them. Okay, I'm not like I'm not Niels Bohr here, who's gonna like tell you all the intimate details of the 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 you know whatever uh, electron neutron. You don't take my word for it but this is my whatever as a very elementary basic student of chemistry um this is what i see that everything has this order and the lack of the, the the lack of the order will always make ugliness and chaos always ugly if you mix all the colors up it always becomes the same kind of disgusting like type of brown not the beautiful full type of brown like mashallah like all of you uh again don't if you're black or white don't feel left out my my hamza critical race theory is that black and white are social constructs everyone's just a different shade of brown so we we we're all, we all have good reason to be friends with one another right so we're not talking about that brown that's beautiful mashallah we're talking about like the whatever mud uh, uh that if you mix all the colors it'll all just become the same thing the the maintaining of everything in its place is what what causes the beauty if the the orbits of the planets were not synchronous like that if the orbits of the uh, of the electrons which admittedly are not like the orbits of the planets right if their orbitals i should say weren't weren't uh, 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 synchronous like they are you know if the if the whatever the p orbitals of the of the of the carbons uh, in in like whatever in the benzene or ring or the phenyl group weren't <coughs> dancing in like two circles uh, around the uh, around the the ring it wouldn't have been stable if it wasn't stable none of the uh, you know basic most basic of like hormones and like uh, 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 you know types of different like chemicals that the body needs in order to in order to to, to be alive would be possible um, all of these things are the barak of order um, and this is one of the reasons right this is one of the reasons so many things right if you're a musician you're not going to just grab the musical instrument and just be like, just start blasting all the notes. What do you do? You learn scales, you learn arpeggios, you learn thirds, you learn different, you, know, you learn all of these different things that are what order, right? You learn more about music rather than sitting on the piano and crunching all of the, all of the notes. You learn more about what? The music by, by hitting all the keys of the piano in order, one from one all the way down to the to the end, right? The 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 ivory keys and the ebony keys in order. You'll learn more about about what what it, what this thing is to order, right? Rather than taking a drum and just banging it like a like a like a like a, like an animal or animal from the Muppets, you'll learn more about it by just you know putting a, a straight beat and then cutting it half. Why? Because you understand the relationships of things between one and the other through what, through order, uh, uh, and so this is one of the one of the beauties of the the salat, the person who prays like that and feels like I'm in my place right now. This is where I belong. The person to the right, to the left, we're in a straight line. The sufuf are arranged like the sufuf of the malaika. The imam is standing in front of us as an intermediary between us and the Lord Jalla wa'ala. Uh, not in the sense that like we worship him and through his worship we get Allah, rather, but the, the anwar and the fuyud are channeled through that person. The anwar and the fuyud of the salat are channeled to, through that person. 
So what does that mean? Should we just hire the person with the best voice? No. Why? Because the anwar of the salat and the madad of the salat and the, the fuyud of the salat, they have nothing to do with how wonderful a person recites. What do they have to do with? Spiritual reality. has to do with some capacity that person has in their heart. And obviously what's in someone's heart at some point or another breaks down into a secret that's between them and the Lord. But you can tell by, the, by, by what? By the people who uh, live a certain way or have a certain amount of tawfiq or have a certain amount of knowledge at, the, at any rate that there's more chance that, that something will come through. And if you have someone who's, mashallah, able to deliver an operatic performance that's, uh, uh, you know, uh, worthy of the, uh, uh, whatever, $100,000 chandelier and the acoustics that you build in the, into the building, then everybody will have a very wonderful recital. But the fuyud, if they don't go through the imam, they're not going to go anywhere else. Why? It's a bottleneck. It's a, it's so, so uh, you know, classically the ulama said that you should make sure that the person who's leading the prayer is at least a faqih. Why? So that the prayer is valid. If the prayer is not valid, if the person is not making wudu properly, then nothing is getting through. Someone's saying, oh, Shaykh, what do you mean? Is the prayer invalid? No, that's a fiqh issue. Maybe Allah Ta'ala will forgive everybody because you did your best, you know? But the, the, the anwar didn't hit your heart, you didn't get that madad, you didn't get that help. And then you're going to wonder, why, why is this, none of this stuff working out for me? Why is the deen not working out for me? Why is life not working out for me? Why is Islam not working out for me? Like, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I, 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 I hear Hayatul Sahaba type stories and that's why I come to the masjid. And like, I'm, 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 I'm trying to pray my salat and like my wife won't even listen to me. My kids won't even listen to me. Why? Because, uh, because uh, if the, pipe, you know, the, 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 the bottleneck is constricted to the point of zero, nothing's going to get through. But this is a, a part of, uh, of the understanding of the deen that people have left. Because of that, they, just, they don't know how to work it properly for their, for their benefits. So whoever, it, it, whoever it brightens their eyes and makes them happy that they should pray the salat of the angels, then let them make sure that the, the first saf is filled up first. And let them uh, make sure that they stand shoulder to shoulder uh, and feet to feet. And let them uh, make sure there's no gap between them. And let, him, let them take it seriously. Don't get up on people. This is one thing. I'll be very frank with people. Please don't be offended. Don't get up on people. They, oh, look, this is something Salafis do. I hate it going to Salafi masjid because they always yank you to the side and make you this and that and the other thing. Look, if Salafis do something that's correct, good for them. Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala reward them. Allah Ta'ala reward them, mashallah. This is part of the deen. Alhamdulillah. It's part of the deen. Whoever says I'm a Sufi in your, your masjid, you have uh, uh, gaps in your sufuf, shame on you. Whoever says I'm, I follow a madhab and you have gaps in your sufuf, shame on you. This is not the teaching of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Whoever wishes to pray like the prayer of the angels, then they'll pray in their the 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 the, the lines straight, and they will fill the gaps. That's why I don't want you wandering so far away. I always pull you when you're praying, and you like wander so far away. I'm talking to you, buddy. When you wander so far away, and Baba pulls you back toward him, why? Because you should stand tight. وأن سيدنا أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لو يعلم الناس الناس عفوا ما في في النداء والصف الأول ثم لم يجدوا إلا أن يستهموا عليه لاستهموا متفق عليه ما شاء الله ما شاء الله سيدنا أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه نرد الحديث which we mentioned like twice previously in the past couple of weeks it's a snippet of a hadith I should say <clears throat> that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said if the people knew what the virtue was 
in making the first, uh, sorry, in making the Adam. And what the virtue was in, in, in uh, getting a place in the first row, in the first rank of the Salat, um, uh, there would be such a commotion in order to do those things that there's no way they could have uh, maintained order except for by drawing lots. You just sign up and have a random drawing. And those are the people. Why? Because there would be such a commotion. People would fight every Salat. It would be like the black stone like in every masjid. But what is it? People, people, what do they fight over? I want to give the khutbah. I want to be president. I want to be on the board. Right? I want to have my name up on the, 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 the thing, my face on the plaque. We brought pictures into the masjid as well. Which the Sahaba never had any pictures in their masajid. They knew how to draw. I mean, they, maybe they're not going to... It was more like on the Picasso end of the spectrum than, than perhaps something, uh, you know, uh, realistic. But they knew how to do all of those things. For God's sakes, they used to have idols in the, in the, in the Masjid Haram, right? So they knew how to make images. Now, we, mashallah, we want to have pictures up in the Masjid. That's how you know, by the way, for our non-Desi attendees, if, they, if we ever have any non-Desi, that's how you know you walk into a Qadiani joint. That's how you know. Why? Because they actually, by the way, Mirza was a, a, a Mirza was a, a Salafi. He didn't believe in madhabs from even before he was before he claimed he was a Nabi. So they, they actually pray like Salafis. They actually I mean out loud and roughly a day. Not that I'm impugning Salafis to say whatever, but I'm just saying that was his thing. That was he was like I'm not following a madhab. You know, madhab is like whatever taqlid the shirk like type of thinking. That was his that was his thing from before from beforehand, right? So you'll walk right in and you'll just be like, hmm, they see people saying I mean out loud. That's new. You know, maybe they whatever. Maybe they, uh, you know, maybe this is like some sort of like whatever, whatever, a different type of masjid or whatever. Maybe they got a check from Saudi Arabia. They did not get a check from Saudi Arabia. You know how you can tell it's one of their uh, joints? Look at the back wall. You'll see a picture of Mirza. Right? He's, he's just like, you're like, why is there a picture of this Desi dude with a turban on? Like, you know, uh, uh, and then you're like, oh, I probably should repeat my prayer. Right? People want to fight about those things. What is a sunnah? What is a sunnah to fight about? What is the sunnah to fight about? If you knew, what would you fight about? Two things. What did he mention? God. God brothers. What? The adhan, the nida, that you would, that there would be a scuffle, like there's a scuffle at the black stone, which is the fist fight of the believers, mashallah. There'd be a scuffle like there's a scuffle at the black stone over who gets to give the adhan, and there'd be a scuffle over what? Over who gets to sit, stand in the first row. That's like if, if the heart if the hearts were sincere, that's where the sky and I, I'll be I'll be honest with you. You'll be like, hey, see, you give the adhan in the masjid lately. Where are you at the front row, brother? You know, like I can try to fool and pretend I'm pious and like you know just act to the, like the Dar Salaam guys that I'm going to IFS and the IFS guys act like I'm going to Albanian and you know like just pass the buck around, and make a fool out of everyone. But the biggest fool is me. Allah Taala sees everything. La yadilu Rabbi wa la yansa. That's fine. I agree. But at any rate, khair, my own shortcomings aside, which we admitted, so nobody say that this guy fronted with us in the dunya. We admit our shortcomings already up front. But this, the the the, the ilm is an amana. This is what the Prophet Sallallahu said that if the people knew, this is what they would fight over. They wouldn't fight over getting onto the khutbah rotation or or whatever. وَعَنْهُ قَالَ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ خَيْرُ صُفُوفِ الرِّجَالِ أَوَّلُهَا وَشَرُّهَا آخِرُهَا وَخَيْرُ صُفُوفِ النِّسَاءِ آخِرُهَا وَشَرُّهَا أَوَّلُهَا رَاهُ مُسْلِمْ Again, it's a hadith of the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم. So you can read them and weep. 
uh, after this, go ahead and accuse, mashallah, the, 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 the backwards scholars uh, of being backwards and not knowing the cultural imperative of America or whatever, and not knowing the culture uh, and not knowing the context and, you know, whatever, bringing their foreign Islam or God knows what. You accuse, you can, you can scream until you're blue in the face. You can scream, you know, throw in some four-letter words and cuss me out as much as you want to or cuss out the ulama as much as you want to or say this is, how come they see ulama are all like this or God knows. You, see, you say whatever you want afterward. Is a hadith of who? The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, which is in Riyadh al-Salihin, Imam Nawawi was definitely, a man can say many things about Imam Nawawi, he definitely was not Desi. And Ibn Allan, who wrote the, the commentary uh, that we're reading from, he's Makki, he's from Makkah Mukarrama, he's a Shafi'i. Uh, 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 he was not. He was not. He was not like whatever Deobandi or, or or close-minded, you know, Indian subcontinent, whatever foreign Islam that's trying to like whatever sabotage the you know native uh, Islam in America or whatever. What is this? The Deen of Allah Taala. If you don't like it, you don't like it. It's your problem. Anhu, Rabbi Allah Taala, Anhu said that Rabbi Allah Anhu narrates that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that the best of the rows of the men are the first ones. And the, the worst of them, the most evil of them, are the last ones. And the, uh, uh, the, the best of the rows of the women's, women are the last ones. And the most evil or the worst of them are the, the first ones. Uh, and so, you know, people are like, oh, what is this barrier in the masjid? This is bid'ah, blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. What is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying? He's saying that the best ones are the first ones and the most. And now, when you when we say sharruha, right, the most evil of them, what does that mean, right? Because it's not like you're walking into a liquor store. It's the masjid for God's sakes. People are there to pray. So some of the ulama say that uh, the meaning of sharruha shar, is that uh, is that. Uh, um, the, that, that it's relative, right? There's good in it, but it's relatively less good. That's what the meaning of it. Not that it's actually evil, but there is a, an evil in the back side, back back sufuf of the men, and there is a virtue in the front ones, and there is an evil in the back, uh, 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 sorry, front sufuf of the ladies, and there is a uh, virtue in the back ones. And so I, I thought I wanted to actually like read and translate the commentary, you know, just so so someone doesn't say that. Oh, look, you guys are making some sort of spurious. Uh, uh, interpretation of this hadith in order to suit your cultural backwardsness or whatever and uh, uh, so it's fine you can say all that stuff but at any rate I'm saying this is the tradition right different madhab different time different place the mashayikh they agree with, with with this okay so 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 what does he, what does he say he says sufufi rijali awwaluha min al imam because of their closeness to the imam why because the faith of the salat is distributed on the hearts of the the the, the musallis those who are in the prayer through the imam and because they can hear his recitation because in the old days they didn't have microphones this is another dumb thing mashallah that I, makes me roll my eyes and wonder why why I bother with like using the internet, which is what, oh, ulama are so stupid and backwards because when the mic microphones first came out, they're like, is this even halal or haram or not? And then the, the world passed them by and like now everyone's using microphone. Well, actually, actually, the qu- question of whether or not the microphone is the imam or not is, is, a, is an important question and it's not settled. And even the madrasa I read in, I mentioned this to people. Why? Because ihtiyat and taqwa and, 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 and cautiousness is the asl, it's the foundation of, 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 of all acts of worship, no matter what your fiqhi opinion is. 
That's why there are many people who believe that there are many people who don't think there's a problem even with eating machine slaughtered chicken, but they support they support the halal advocates. Why? Because they know that there's the thing that there's no doubt. Leave the thing that, that there's doubt in, that that's, there's murkiness about for the thing that there's clarity about. No one's going to say that the hand slaughtered chicken is haram or worse than the, the, the machine slaughtered one. But at any rate, khair. So the, uh, uh, the the madrasa I went to, we have like eight hundred people in the in the in the uh, uh, the jamaat when we pray. The actual entire madrasa is like a masjid that breaks into different halaqat, which is the old way of doing things. Uh, um, it's like the the tartib of the sahaba of the Allah Taala. It's really it's the prophetic tartib actually. Uh, and so w- what happens is that right because then the younger students see how the older students carry themselves they n- they know who the older ulama are uh, you know they hear something they'll benefit something you see there's there's this uh, like organic uh, uh, relationship between people where you don't artificially make everyone equal that that's not because if you artificially make everyone equal then you don't know who to look up to if you don't look up to anyone you're never going to benefit and if you feel like you're equal to the slob next to you, then you'll give up trying to be better. The kids were asking, Baba, I said, my, my kids are, mashallah, like all kids are fun kids, right? So they said, Baba, sometimes I think, what would the world be like if there was no money? Everything would just be free. And I'm like, that's really interesting. The problem is this, right? If there was no money, then the person who works less will get the same, uh, uh, will get the same out of life than the person who works more. No one is going to see the benefit in working more, Right? So we're not like super all hippie communists and we're not like cutthroat capitalists either. Rather, we're people who uh, uh, conform to conform to order like we mentioned from before. But uh, uh, so he says, he says what, so what they turn, the, for the bayans they have the mic on, for the slot they turn the, the, the mic off. And they have someone repeat the takbirs through the, through the masjid. Obviously the person who's closer to the imam will hear the, the qira'ah better than the one who's far away. You can hear it throughout the entire masjid, seven, eight hundred people in the same jamaat, you can hear it. But but the they, they, they want they do the, the the you know, stick a finger to modernity and they do everything old school. And I'm very I'm very in favor of that. I'm in favor of that. Alhamdulillah, we burned enough fossil fuels, we don't need to like pump that much uh, like whatever CO two and waste and burn like another ton of coal like just so that everyone can uh, everyone can pray their salat as well. We mess up the entire dunya for like everything else. Let's keep the salat clean. I, I, I'm a big fan of that. I actually like that. I'm not saying what other people are doing is haram, but I actually prefer that way. So he says, right? Mushahadatihim uh, ahwalahu. Uh, and because the people in the first row can see the ahwal of, of the imam. Uh, and they get the benefit of the the uh, 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 the the blessings that are sent down by uh, uh, Allah Taala and that are invoked by the angels on them, uh, as is narrated in the Hadith. Uh, and so then afterward, that, that all of those all of those uh, virtues. They, they, they will cascade downward in, in amount uh, with the second row and then the third row. Uh, likewise. وَالصَّفَ أَفْضَلُ حَتَّى بِمَكَّةَ وَالْمَدِينَةَ عَلَى عِنْدَنَا So when he says عندنا, he's talking about the Shafi'i Madhab. He says the Safal Awul is actually the best where in Makkah Mukarramah and in Medina Munawwara. Uh, uh, and so he talks about, he, he talks about like the, there's a difference of opinion in the Shafi'i school apparently, which you can ask the Shafi'is about. I don't know, but he makes, it seems like that's what he's talking about. About when you're, when the Imam of the Kaaba, where does the Imam in the Kaaba stand? وَاتَّخِذُوا مَقَامَ إِبْرَاهِيمَ مُصَلَّى 
right? The, the, the maqam of Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam, that's where the that's where the Imam stands in front of the Kaaba. And so what happens is that it's in three of the four madhabs it invalidates the prayer to be closer to the uh, further to the qibla than the Imam, which is problematic in the Masjid al Haram because you don't know what that is when you're on the other side of the Kaaba and you can't see him. Uh, or when you're on, on on the left or on the right so far away that you cannot estimate properly because the sufuf are circular, right? So uh, 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 so there's a masala according to the majority of the madahib that the quadrant that the imam is standing in, you cannot stand in front of him. Uh, otherwise, in the Maliki school, it's it's all good. But in the, in otherwise, in the other quadrants, the three other quadrants, you can stand closer to the imam. It doesn't invalidate the prayer. So, uh, so he, he's talking. He's talking about that. That that first saf that's with the imam is is superior in all, all those cases. Even in the case, for example, of the uh, of the masjid of the Prophet because the first saf is not actually part of the original masjid of Rasulullah Rather, it's from the expansion of Sayyidina Uthman radiAllahu anhu. The, the mihrab of the Prophet himself is actually a couple of sufuf back, and the roda sharifa itself is a couple of sufuf back. And so uh, uh, he mentions that still it's better to stand in the first saf for the fard prayer. If you want to read your, your nawafil, go ahead and read them in the Roda Sharifa or where the Prophet stood. But when it comes to the slot, it's better. And there's some people who actually insist they make a big deal out of, no, I'm going to pray in the, 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 the saf of the Prophet's masjid. Um, and, you know, maybe there's some, there, there's, there's some weight to that. But uh, the argument here is what is that that the the benefit is in it is in tiba. Just we hear and we obey. When it comes to the ibadat, whatever the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, we hear and we obey. So if he said that the first saf is better, we just accept that the first saf is better and go line up in the first saf, even though uh, the heart of a person in Medina Munawwara has so much connection to the Rawda Sharifa and to the, the Musallah of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and all of these things. But when it comes to the Salat, even Rasulullah Sallallahu himself is pleased with the person that goes in the first saf, not uh, when they have the opportunity, not the other ones. And if you don't, if you just end up over there, then that's, that's fine. وَشَرُّهَا أَخِرُهَا And this is the part that I wanted to, uh, wanted to share. Which is that he says that most evil of the sufuf of the men are the back ones. Why? لِحِرْمَانِهِمْ ثَوَابَ تِلْكَ الْفَضَائِلِ الْحَاسِلَةِ لِمَنْ قَبْلَهُمْ So because they get less of the rewards that we mentioned uh, just a minute ago than the ones in front of them. بَلْ لِوُقُوعِهِمْ فِي فِتْنَةِ قُرْبِهِمْ مِنَ النِّسَاءِ الْمُؤَدِّي إِلَى الْإِطِّلَاعِ عَلَى بَعْضِ مَا يَنْكَشِفُ مِنْهُنَّا so there's your Desi uh, Imam, cultural backwards Imam, who's trying to screw up Islam in America. He says, why? He says, he, he says that because of they're getting less reward than those in front of them. He says, bal. Bal is, is a, it's like a harf, atf. Meaning that, but rather more than that, is what? Is because, uh, uh, because they're putting themselves in fitna, they're putting themselves in a compromised position because of their closeness to the uh, women, uh, because being physically uh, closer to them means that there's a greater chance that, that something of the, from, them, from, their, from them is going to be exposed to him and it's going to cause a problem. Uh, and so whoever is going to say like, you know, imams who uh, talk about this and that are prepubescent, immature, blah, blah, blah. Oh, great. Just go ahead and spit on the tradition and you can be like an angel. Hey, celibacy worked out real good for the Catholic Church, didn't it? Let's just go do that. Let's pretend that we're not human beings and just be fake with one another and not be real with one another and, and uh, uh, see how it turns out. Now, I know, 
I know I'm not. You're not gonna walk into the masjid and be like, "Hey, baby." You know, you're not gonna do that. Nor are the women coming to the masjid like trying to stuff like you know play like his Mardi Gras or whatever. Even if there's some man like that or a woman like that, it's like exceedingly rare. One out of like whatever a hundred thousand or ten thousand or something. Usually, those are more attributable to men, mental illness than they are to a, a person. But what at the same time, human beings are human beings, and so to not recognize that is dumb. And the person who's vigilant and guarding against that, that person will be saved. And the person who's not, that person out of their thousands of times coming to the masjid over their lifetime, all you have to do is slip up one time, you ruin your entire life, you ruin your entire family's life, you ruin, if you're a person of respect in the community, you ruin the entire uh, 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 masjid time. It happens. It happens to good people. It doesn't happen to it happen, bad people. That's a separate issue. It happens to good people. That's the problem. That's the problem. It's, you know, a person who thinks they're immune to it. That person is the one who's most setting themselves up for the, for the fall. And, you know, at the same time, it's important not to go like so overboard. Like, oh, look, women are evil. Right? That's actually the, the, the aqidah of the Jews and the Christians. That's not our aqidah. They're human beings, whatever. I'm a man. I'm going to behave a certain way with them. They're going to behave a certain way with me, which is normal and natural. There's a, a door that opens up for something wrong to happen. So what? If a, if a Muslim sister, if you see, like, you know, she has a flat tire, no, I'm not going to help her fitna. Okay, just let her freeze to death, right? Letting a Muslim die is a bigger sin than committing zina with them, much less helping them with a flat tire, which is not a sin at all. So don't be like so crazy, like, you know, like you see a sister in public and you don't even pay attention if she needs help or whatever, right? That's extremism. But there's a happy medium which involves using your brain, which is uh, a very unpopular and unsavory uh, uh, activity for, for many people. Uh, uh, but unfortunately, until you actually uh, embrace using your brain, uh, uh, Islam doesn't really give up its treasures to you uh, very much, does it? Rather, uh, when you don't use your brain, then uh, inshallah, you, you have fun time joining weird groups in the backwoods of Iraq or, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, lobbying for the inclusion of the other 17 pronouns in the masjid, like uh, whatever email list or whatever. You, that, that's, your, that's, your, that's the place you're going to settle then at that point. So he says that. I mean, he says it very. Uh, he sa- he says that very, uh, 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 very, 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 very clearly. Uh, that uh, that 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 being next being next to their sufuf, it's 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 the the actual reason is what is because of that. Uh, so the commentary is what that the best of the sufuf of the women are the the the, the furthest back. Why? Because it's furthest from the men. Uh, uh, he says that the, 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 the best of the women's rows are the ones that are furthest from the men why? because that distance it will, it will negate uh, the fitna uh, uh, from uh, uh, the, the men completely or at least mostly this happened for example I was imam, imam in Rockford for a, a blissful nine months, mashallah, uh, uh, like you know, like like you know, the term that a mother bears her child and then lets it be born in the world and say, now go, go uh, do your do your good, you know, make the world beautiful. You don't need me anymore. So uh, 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 in that nine months, right, the sisters would come for, if there was like they actually have a separate section, but for the salat or for a ban or for a dars or whatever, they would they would they would sit in the back of the masjid. Right, I have no problem with that. It's so far away, you cannot make up who, make out who's there, you cannot whatever. And at the same time, you know, there's no issues with regards to uh, uh, tech and the, you know, the feed cuts out or any of those types of things. I, have, I don't have a problem with that. It's so far away, what, what, 
what's going to happen. Someone could make the argument that there, there's come out tasatur, there's more uh, complete like sitter in the in the women's section. But if a, if a woman for whatever reason like feels like she needs to engage in the prayer and she comes, but she sits in, in the back rather than like uh, uh, trying to uh, the men and the women trying to mix with one another. Uh, uh, there's khair in that. That's what happened in the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi I also don't you know be so crazy. Like I remember I was walking once to a masjid in the Bay Area. This is like before 9/11 actually. And so some brother who uh, uh, attributes himself to uh, uh, one of the jamaats of our elders, even though he himself seemed like kind of a knucklehead, but khair, uh, 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 he, he drove by and lowered the window. He says, do you know where the masjid is? I said, it's right there. He says, no, that's a church. I go, no, it's a masjid. He's like, he's like, uh, he's like, no, it's a church because the men and women, they, uh, the women go there. It was, by the way, that masjid is the men and women section separated completely. There's like a one-way mirror. That the so it's not like they even mix or, or see each other in the building, right? So even though it's a church because women go there. I go, women went to the Master of the Prophet, are you gonna say that's a church too? And he just like, you know, uh, 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 you know, mashallah, who says that you know, being right is a good way of convincing people? Uh, so he just rolled up his window and drove out. That's also a type of stupidity. The weird thing is, there's so many dumb people who have alienated one another in, in, in the world. That what happens is that the, 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 there are people who want the men and women to mix with each other. Why? Because, of, because they met the church guy once. And they're like, those guys are crazy. I don't want to be like them. And then on the flip side, there's some dudes who are like church guy. Why? Because they went to a masjid in which like, you know, people are not observing hurma between the men and women. And uh, that's just dumb. Don't, use, don't stop using your brain. You're just going to make yourself unhappy and increase unhappiness around you for people. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, benefit in, in using your brain and allowing com- common sense to take its course uh, uh, with regards to this and other things. Why? Because uh, also because the, the the conforming to the command of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself for the his family, his the members of his family to stay in the back. Because it's more it's more uh, complete in its uh, 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 hijab and its satar, it's the, the, the separation between them and the men in, in doing so. وَهَكَذَا شَرُّهَا أَوُّلُهَا He says, and so he says, what is the the, the so, so he says that, that from the back then the growth going forward get worse and worse for the women. And he says that uh, the, the commentary and the most evil of them are the, the front ones is what? Why? Very straightforward. Why? Because it's closest one to the men and it's gonna, it's, it, there's a possibility of it causing uh, fitna between them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. One second, inshallah. I'll, I'll, I'll get to you. Uh, 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 anyway, khair. So then the, the rest of it is, uh, goes on. Go ahead and ask your question. The question is, I've been to meshes where they don't have the part of the men and women. Uh-huh. And women don't even want to start a no role. They, it's confusing because of this, because they like, we're so close to the men mm-hmm. that they don't even want to begin to start a role. So everybody's starting to it's, it's confusing. So yeah, in that in the case where it's confusing in a masjid where there's no parda between the men and with no uh, barrier between the men and women, so the women don't know where to start a row. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about other people; just start from the back. <coughs> oh, okay. 
just start from the back. If someone joins you, they join you. If they don't, they don't. But that's the correct place to be, is the back. If the sisters are, uh, you know, will listen and benefit, then you can remind them. And if they're going to be like, who you think you are and blah, blah, blah. I've been Muslim for 30 years and I immigrated from such and such country and I'm the, my, you know, I'm the one who started this message and this and then you just be like, you know what, sister, you just knock yourself out, pray wherever you want to, uh, and you but just it go. it never ends up being a first row, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, that's only going to be solved through education, though. Okay. This is the thing, right? For example, I, I remember when I was in, in community college. Community college, Zindabad, long live community college. People who did their first two years at a four-year institution, you wasted your money and made a fool out of yourself and probably don't know basic math and science properly. But uh, when I was in community college and world religions class, as an assignment, we had to go to the religious service of a religion other than yours. So I was like, uh, okay, church is going to be a little bit too predictable. So let's go to the synagogue and, you know, check out what, you know, see what the Jews are up to, you know. Uh, a lot of conspiracy hovering around. And uh, so, you know, sounded interesting. Uh, and I found out that they were actually very normal per people. And then afterward, I would notice the rabbi goes to the same gym that I would go work out at. Uh, uh, so kind of an anticlimax there. But khair. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, I asked him, I, uh, you know, Rabbi Lieberman, I said, what does this name mean? He says, we're the descendants of Levi, the like rather priestly caste of the Banu Israel. And then you see the guy like, you know, uh, 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 using exercise machines and not free weights. And so, alhamdulillah, I wish him good health uh, if he's still with us. Big guy. So, uh, 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 you know, real life is oftentimes not as glamorous as people like to cook it up in their imaginary biryani in their mind, but khair, imaginary mulukhiya, mulukhaya, uh, mashallah, but whatever, imaginary khushiri. So w what happened is that I, I went there, okay, I called, the rabbi actually picked up the phone, and he's like, yeah, we have Shabbat, ser Shabbat services Friday evening at 7, okay? So I showed up at 7. I showed up at like 6.45. I was the only one there. The rabbi laughed at me. He's like, just have a seat wherever you want to. Okay? So you have your habit of being the masjid. So I just went front and center. I had a seat. Seven o'clock passes. Nobody's in the synagogue. Okay? Seven, 10, 15, 20, 25, something like 25, 26 or something like that. I see the rabbi walks up to the pulpit and he starts doing his, you know, Shabbat Shalom and, and you know, lighten it up. And uh, I'm like... What's going on? There's nobody here. Then I turn around and I see like an entire bench in every direction. It's empty. And the whole rest of the synagogue is filled behind me into my like back flanks. Uh, so obviously this is not other people's <laughs> habit in every place. Yeah, but uh, yeah, khair. So that, what are you going to do, right? The Prophet said that you'll follow the people who came before you, hands breath for hands breath, etc. So you're going to, you know, if you see that situation, then the fact that we witnessed it in, in the other people means that it's going to happen to us one day. Inshallah, by the barakah of ilm, we'll, we'll ward it off for another day. Inshallah, by Allah's fadl, it won't happen on our watch. Uh, as much as we're able to, we will use hikmah and wisdom rather than trying to cram it down people's throats and slap it in their faces. It will use hikmah and wisdom in order to disseminate this teaching so that it can survive for another generation. And wherever it goes downhill, that's the qadr of Allah Ta'ala. But inshallah, it won't happen on our watch. But those things, will, they happen, they're going to happen. Inshallah, we can, we, can, we can stop here. Is there any other questions? بارك الله فيكم صلى الله تعالى على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين